ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, September 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear more from Brendan Knox as preparations continue for game day against EKU. Plus, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday on his very first press conference on Zoom. Let me repeat that. Doc Holliday on his very first press conference on Zoom. That is something that I thought I'd never say in my life. Doc Holliday on his Zoom press conference. And you know what? Doc seems to be taking to it pretty well. No, no. no. I've, I've learned more about the computer in the last six months than I have my, my last 60 whatever X number of years. So that being said, it's a good thing I got uh, good thing I got my, my staff, Jason, all these guys, because they got to figure all this out before I get in here and get it off and get on here. So it's different. But you know what though? It's been good. I mean, we've we've actually had a lot of what we're doing here right now, we spent a lot of time with our team and in meetings and coaching them up and doing all those things. So I think there's a lot of things right now that we found out as coaches that we can do. Uh, you know, every meeting we had in the evening during our camp was done on zoom meetings, you know, while they didn't have to come back over here, we just did it wherever they were. So there's a lot of positives, you know, from a recruiting standpoint and those type of things that we've taken out of this, that we've learned from this pandemic that we can help us as coaches and help us get kids ready to play and help us in the recruiting world. So Doc Holliday, he's had a lot of help. He's got a lot of guys that are setting things up. All Doc Holliday had to do today was show up, sit down, start talking. It was all ready to go for him, but he, he brings up a great point. Coaches have been using Zoom and other video conferencing software to really expand what they're able to do. You don't have to necessarily be on campus to take advantage of what's going on in the film room or work with the coaches, and you can also recruit. You can also talk to prospects. You can do a lot now. And I hate to say this, uh, sometimes um, adversity is the mother of necessity in so many ways. Here we are using Zoom. So we'll hear from Doc Holliday later on in his Zoom press conference. But he also announces game captains. I'm not going to make you wait for those. On the offense, it's going to be Sheldon Evans and Alex Millette. You know, Millette's having a pretty good week. He's getting the play. All these guys are getting the play, and they're pretty excited about that. And he's also now a game captain. And, you know, the fact that there is a game on Saturday is something that that young man is really not taking for granted. You know, like I said, we've been looking forward to this for a long time, and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And I think that after this game, like, something could happen. So we got to treat every game like it's our last game. You know, I know the NCAA granted us that extra year, but uh, this year is like still important to a lot of guys. And I think that we should, um, I think every guy on our team is absolutely looking forward to every single game and treating it like it's our Super Bowl. And um, we're really, really excited and um, more excited than ever and not taking anything for granted. I agree with those sentiments because it could be 
your last game. Your next game could be your last game. You could play EKU, and then all of a sudden this thing shuts down. Or you could play FIU, and then Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, you can't play them, and you don't have any more games. So you go out there and you have that attitude that every game is the last game, and it's something special. I think we're going to see some really good football and some really inspired young men realizing that every game is a bonus for them. Now, on defense, Doc named Tavante Beckett and Nazi Johnson. And you got to be happy for Beckett. I mean, here's a young man being named captain. Also, he gets a chance to play one more year. He gets to have that senior season. Yeah, definitely. You know, finally, they have a senior season. I only played one year, one full season. So to get a second season under my belt and just to get more film would be great. So, like, playing, having an extra year will only benefit uh, my situation. We're going to hear more from those guys throughout the week. And don't forget, coming up on Saturday, we will start your Marshall coverage three hours before kickoff. Join us on Saturday for college football. Today, I'll be here getting you set for Marshall and EKU. You can listen to it on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. So we're going to hear from Doc Holliday later on the program. We're also going to hear from Brendan Knox. So we'll get his thoughts on the upcoming week. We'll look ahead to what's happening in the night of sports. We've got some interesting basketball to talk about. We also have some really interesting hockey. We'll get into that with you. We'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Twitter. Find me there at Paul Swan. We've got several ways for you to be a part of the program today. But we're going to get into Doc Holliday proper first ever Zoom press conference. We've got all the details when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 1st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And today we continue on with our coverage of Marshall Game Week as the Thundering Herd set to take on EKU. It's a 1 o'clock kick. We'll have it for you Saturday right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and also on 93.7 The Dog. Now, first things first, it's a new world we're in. I'm not going to say the new normal anymore. It's just, well, it's normal. It's what we do now. And that includes Zoom conference calls, social distancing, wearing masks, washing our hands, hand sanitizer, doing smart things so we can maybe mitigate this thing to the point where we can have more people at football games, have more football games, have high school games, have, well, a little bit more of a used-to-be lifestyle. And that includes, of course, getting back to the way we cover football. But as it stands now, we're doing it the new way. We're on Zoom. So Doc Holliday today on the Zoom conference call. And honestly, actually, I thought it worked out pretty well. Opportunity for Doc to to talk to us. He can just leave his office for a few minutes, sit down at the laptop, do the press conference, talk to us. And maybe it's made his life a little bit more efficient to do it this way. But Doc Holliday... 
First time ever, at least with us, on Zoom. Again, something I thought I'd never say. Doc Holliday on a Zoom conference call. And as we traditionally do, it is game week. It is the first game week of this season. We present to you Doc Holliday and his opening statement. He also names captains. All right, guys. Just uh, It seems like it's been a long time since we had the opportunity to actually uh, go play. I know we're really excited. And, you know, it's just been so much work from so many people to go into getting to this point. And, uh, you know, from Mike Hamrick to all the doctors, to the strength staff, to the trainers. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't start out this press conference without thanking everybody for making this happen and us getting to this point, because I guarantee nobody has any idea the amount of work that went into this by all these people to to, to get us to this point. And I really appreciate everything they've done, Uh, even in our players. I mean, the things they've had to deal with since, uh, since May 30th to get to this point. I can assure you they're excited. Our coaches are excited. And uh, again, just take the opportunity to thank everybody that, that got us here. Uh, I had the opportunity to tell our team on, on Monday about our captains, or I'm sorry, on Saturday about our captains for this week. Uh, we've got four captains as usual. That's going to be a little different on the coin toss because only, only one captain is going to be allowed to go out there. I couldn't totally understand. I kind of, if it's, if it's you know, uh, anyway, but that's it's different. But we got Sheldon Evans. Who, what a great story he is. He's, you know, came in here as a, as a freshman and uh, just the work he's put into it and the respect he has from our, from his teammates and all that. It's just a privilege to be able to name Sheldon as one of our captains this week. He will also play a big part in that game on Saturday on special teams as well as tailback. Uh, Alex Millett's a guy that's been around here a long time that uh, has done a great job for us along with Beckett and Nazi Johnson on defense. So those guys will lead us this week and um, we're excited about what they bring to the table along with and and kind of what what I've told our team from day one you know this is probably the most important year that I've ever been a part of where leadership and taking ownership in in this football team is so important because it's not just what happens here it's what happens when you once you walk out of this building it's going to give us the opportunity to play this season so our kids have done a great job with that Uh, as the head football coach I appreciate it uh, we're excited to get ready to go tee it up on Saturday against uh, Eastern Kentucky team that you remember came in here a couple of years ago and they got a lot of good players. Uh, you saw that a couple of years ago and it's no different now. So it'd be a challenge for us and, you know, a challenge our team's excited and looking forward to. So Doc Holliday explaining the reasoning why he selected those four men as captain and just excited the fact that now get to play some football and doc talked about that just how much more the game means to these kids to the coaching staff and everyone because there are some programs out there not able to play there are some schools that have to wait a few more weeks to play marshall's playing on september 5th on espn and it's a big deal, and the fact that you get to play even more a big deal, especially since some programs, some schools, maybe either have to wait or they don't get to play at all. Well, there's no question. I mean, uh, you know, if you look around the country, there's a lot of people that have struggled to get to this point, and some of them haven't gotten to this point. Uh, fortunately, we have, and, you know, it's just a tribute to our players and what they've done and, and, the, and the support staff that surrounds us. But, you know, we can't get complacent, uh, you know, with what's going on right now either because it could, you know, one, you know, one bad decision can can set us back as well. So we understand that. But it makes you appreciate having the opportunity to to go play because I don't know how many times in the last six weeks, you know, I know you all felt the same way that maybe the season was over, you know, but at this point we're moving forward and I know we're excited about doing that and uh, really looking for, you know, 
you know, Hamrick says it all and reminds me every day when he gets to work, he says, hey, it's one day at a time. You know, it's one day at a time because things change every day. So, you know, we got to focus on getting the opportunity to play this week and take advantage of that opportunity. Good attitude one day at a time because you can't really control what happens tomorrow. You just have to deal with it one day at a time. So good attitude there. Now, Doc talked a little bit about getting back to a normal rhythm. You know, it's game week, so I was kind of curious when I talked to him and I asked him, I said, look, you know, does it feel normal? I mean, can anything feel normal? But it's got to feel really good just to get to sort of a routine getting into game week. I know things are going to have to change a little bit. It's not going to be your normal game week, but it's still, it's game week. Well, yeah, there's no question. I mean, we went through, you know, we started, of course, started camp a week early because we thought we were in week zero. You know, so we got an extra week in there as far as preparations concerned. So then you had to, you were you're preparing like it was week zero, and then all of a sudden you get kind of hit. Well, no, it's no longer week zero. You know, now it's week week three to be honest. But then we end up adding another game, but it became week one. So, you know, there's no doubt that we've had to make some adjustments throughout the schedule, throughout camp. But I feel like right now that we were, were we are on schedule. You know, we're finally into game week and uh, our game week preparation, which is great, and just like it has been in the past. Today's Wednesday for us, so you know we're excited. Doc Holliday excited getting into that routine, that rhythm, plus the fact that you actually have a game coming up. So you're not practicing, hoping that you can practice, wondering if you were going to have a game. Unless something changes drastically, Marshall's got a game on Saturday against EKU. Now, EKU's got a new coaching staff. We're going to get into that more this week, talk about EKU, break them down, but... That's something that Doc Holliday and his staff, they've had to worry about, deal with a lot sooner than just now. That's something we can address this week, breaking it down, previewing it. But Doc going into this game, he better already have an idea of what he's going to go up against. You can't take EKU lightly. And that was one of the questions asked of him. Just how do you game plan for a new coaching staff? I mean, you really don't have film on these guys as far as how they coach, how they run the game. So how do you game plan for a new coaching staff at EKU? Well, you know, we played these guys a couple of years ago here, so we got some tape on some of the personnel that's back from them. But, you know, always in those first games, Grant, Grant there's a lot of unknowns. You know, anytime you're playing a business, probably there's also more, a lot more unknowns when you're playing a team that's got a new coaching staff and et cetera. So, you know, we, we don't know exactly what we're getting. We know their personnel, you know, to an extent because we played against them a couple of years ago. But, the personnel has changed a lot. You know, they've got a lot of additions. I think they got seven or eight power. You know, they got a lot of transfers that have came in there, which will be different. Uh, we have gone back to where these coaches have coached previously, and some of our people on our staff know these coaches pretty well. So, you know, we think we have an idea what they're going to do, but you never know. I mean, in first games, you never know. And I think the positive things for us is we got a lot of guys, especially up front offensively, that are, you know, that are a group that's played a lot of football. So, we can make adjustments as we get going into the game and that type of thing. But there are going to be some adjustments that have to be made early on because we're going to see things we haven't seen. Yeah, well, that's what good coaching is all about. You see what the other team throws at you, and then you adjust. So it's going to be a challenge week one. You're going to find out what EKU is going to try to do to you. Or are they going to run at you? We think EKU is going to be a running team. They're pretty well known for that. Are they going to, they going to spread it out? What are they going to do? We'll, well, we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll find out come Saturday. Now, the entire nation is going to get to watch Marshall on ESPN because it kicks off. Marshall is kicking off the entire game day experience on ESPN. First game, a lot of college football fans are going to be tuning in. 
for their first true taste of college football on Saturday. And it's really a great position for Marshall to be in because some of these games that are being played, and they're not that many games, some of these games are going to be on maybe lesser platforms. This game is going to be on ESPN, and that was one of the questions asked of Doc this afternoon. Uh, Doc talked a little bit about that. It's a big deal playing on ESPN. Well, you know, any, any opening week is always a big deal, you know, for us as coaches because we, we like we love the game, we like to play the game, and I've always said anytime you can get your program on a national stage, and the great thing is we're going to be the only game on at that time. You know, that's you know we're open up here week one, which is not a lot of games. Uh, that being said, it's on a national stage. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for our players. You know, they from the time they're growing up, they look forward to playing on stages like this. It's going to be great for our. Our school is going to be great for our football program. It's going to be great for our community. So, and then, then you add, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't playing with people in the stands. So you add, uh, you know, our fans in the stands, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting for all of us. And uh, we're, like I say, we're looking forward to it. Doc Holliday, looking forward to playing on ESPN. Of course, I'm sure the players are as well. Just the fact that they're playing, let alone being on ESPN, makes this game day pretty special. We're finally here, Marshall and EKU. It's game day. Now, one of the questions that was asked of Doc was about some of the things we're going to see out there that we just haven't seen before because of the pandemic. And where the question was going, you know, face masks, will there be gators? I mean, what's going to be the procedures? What's going to happen on the field? What's going to happen in the game? I mean, and will there be some adjustments? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, so what's game day going to look like? What are we going to see that we haven't seen before? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know. The, the face shield thing, we're still, you know, we're still debating on, on wh- whether or not those are going to be worn on Saturday. There's a lot of people, a lot of people are not wearing those. You know, there's a lot of people aren't wearing shields. I know we've worn them since day one of practice and had great success with them. So we'll see where that goes uh, between now and Saturday. But I, I don't think, you know, I don't think a whole lot's going to change. You know, I was you know, the mask thing. And, and I know the people in the stands are going to have to wear masks and that's a good thing. I mean, they got to show up and, and wear masks and do the right thing. So we can, you know, we, we, the thing we don't want to do, we, we want to continue the season. I mean, we got six home games. I want to play all six of them, you know? And so in order for, we got to do whatever we can do as a, as a football team and as a fan base to put ourselves in a position so we can play Saturday, but then not only Saturday, we can play again two weeks down the road when app shows up, you know? So we sure don't want to set ourselves back by something by not wearing a mask or doing something that we have total control over. So we're going to do everything we can possibly do, which we've done since day one of making sure these players are safe and doing as safely as we possibly can. And our fan base needs to do the same thing so we can have a game here in a couple of weeks as well. So Doc's putting the word out, do everything you can to make sure that we can continue to have football. You know what that means? Wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, Just be smart when you're out there. So uh, Doc is making that plea sort of passively, but at the same time, he's hinting, hey, we got to do all the right things so we can continue to play football. Now, speaking of of trying to do all the right things, trying to do things that every day changes, Doc talked about that. That was a question asked of him. Just trying to keep up with every day because something changes every day. It's not the same routine it doesn't stay static. It changes. Every day is so fluid. And that's got to be stressful because Doc, in the way, is the CEO of Marshall Football. He's running the company. Yeah. Under Marshall University, Inc. here, he's running the company. 
or at least he's running to the football division. And so he's got a lot on his plate, right? And the day-to-day changes, I'm sure it can be pretty stressful. Doc talked a little bit about that, just dealing with all the things that change on a daily basis. You know, I think it changes every day. And it's been, that's been happening since day one, you know, since we got back here in early July. You know, these kids have been since July. These guys have been, number one, our players have been here since May 20th. That's a long time where they haven't, they haven't left Huntington. And that being said, you know, we've been working with them, <clears throat> excuse me, as a staff since July 6th. And every day there's been changes, you know, and I, th- I don't think that's going to, I mean, there's going to be changes tomorrow. And after next week, there's going to be some more changes. So I just, I think the biggest thing that we've tried to do as coaches and as players and as a team is just, hey, let's, let's, let's control what we can control today, you know, and don't worry about tomorrow. And let's, let's take, make, make sure today we can control walking out there as a football team and coming off a better team as we move towards Saturday. And let's, let's take care of this Saturday. And you know what, next week something else may change. Hell, Mike may schedule another guy for next week. Who knows? But, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes between now and the end of the season. And we just got to do a, go one day at a time, control what we can control, and don't worry about anything else at this point. I think Doc should go into public speaking when he retires. Like, hear me out here. I know that kind of sounds funny because Doc's a pretty private person. I don't know if we're going to stick him out on a, on a daily basis out in front of a crowd here, but he's got some pretty pretty wise things going on here in his head right now. You know, again, you know, day to day, got to got to deal with it one day at a time, and so you know, he's pretty. He's pretty well set on everything that has to take place for Marshall football. We're going to continue on with what's going on from Doc's presser. Also, we're going to hear from Brendan Knox. So we're going to do that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255, the number to be a part of the program today. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 1st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Doc Holliday earlier this afternoon on his Zoom press conference. We were there covering it, and Doc Holliday has a lot to be excited for, of course, getting ready for game week, first game week of the season, 5 p.m., check that, 1 p.m. on Saturday, the 5th, taking on EKU. And something that's different this year, Hurt fans are pretty pretty well taken care of. I think that's fair. You get to do things as a Hurt fan that maybe a lot of fans at other schools don't get to do. You get to go to a lot of practice not all the time but you get to go during the spring you get to see some of these guys on the field you get to kind of experience a little bit of of what's going on with the thundering herd you of course got the the spring game you have opportunities some fans just don't get to see so you're kind of out in the cold to a degree because you haven't actually been able to to go out there and and see some of the new faces see some of the new things that are going to happen for herd football in the coming weeks and that's something doc talked about he was asked if he would talk about some of the new players that fans should be excited to see well, I think we've had a lot of kids, you know, that the fans are going to see for the first time on 
you know, on, on Saturday because there was no spring ball. You know, normally they could come out in the spring game and see some newcomers. You know, we got some linebackers, Bo Plan and Charlie Gray and, you know, a couple of new guys in the secondary. They're playing extremely well. We got some receivers we like. We got, you know, the Woodyard kid from Nebraska is a guy that's extreme. He's, you're going to like watching him run. I mean, he can flat fly. And, you know, Shadid uh, Ahmed, the other receiver, it's a junior college kid, came in. We like a lot. So, and you're going to see the improvement of the other young players that played a year ago, you know, especially that receiver position. A year ago, we played with a couple of true freshmen and we had a lot of injuries there. Those guys are back intact. You guys have been in practice. Uh, can attest to this. You know, we like what we see at that position. And of course, Knox and Sheldon in that running back room, we like a lot. The offensive line, most of you guys have seen all those guys, but, you know, defensively, we've got some new faces. So there'll be a lot of new faces running around out there that our fans will get to see for the first time. And and actually, as, as coaches, we get a chance to see for the first time in a game situation, including that young quarterback who we've got great respect for and we like a lot. So Doc lays it out. These are some of the names you should be keeping an eye on. And of course, the depth chart is out, and it's available now on HerdZone.com. So you can go pour over that. You can look at it and see really where Thundering Herd going with some of the players that are going to start, some of the players that are going to be backing them up. So all of that on HerdZone.com. So the depth chart is out, and, of course, we're going to be going over that on a – Daily basis, I'm sure, leading up to this game coming up on Saturday against EKU. And uh, one of the guys that getting a lot of buzz and Doc talked about him was kicker Cameron Shergi. And Doc talked a little bit about him, what he liked about that young man. Well, you know, we, we had him in camp and we knew he was a talented guy that had, extreme, had a great leg. And, you know, it, unfortunately, he was out for a couple of weeks there in camp, you know. And uh, that being said, he missed some time and, you know, Coochie, we like both those guys. And I don't know who's going to kick Saturday at this point right now. I don't know that. But we like what both of them have done to this point. And we'll figure out Saturday who's going to kick and uh, and go from there. But uh, I like both those guys. And I wouldn't have any problem kicking either one of them right now at this point. So there you have it. Cameron Shirky. Uh, he, uh, he talked a little bit about him. And, again, he's on the depth chart right now on the specialist. So uh, check it out. Again, HerdZone.com. We're going to get into all of that coming up throughout the rest of the few days. Uh, but the depth chart just coming out now, so we'll break it down a little bit more tomorrow on the program. Doc talked a lot about his running backs because a question was asked of him about that running back room. You've got Brendan Knox. He's an MVP. You get leadership out of him. And you have Sheldon Evans. I mean, here's a guy. He was named captain. So you have so much leadership coming out of that running back room with those guys in that squad. Doc really likes what he's got there at that position and with those men. Well, I think it speaks volumes for, for and not, don't get me wrong. I mean, Knox, you know, you know, everybody knows what Knox is all about, what great, what great respect everybody has for Knox. But uh, Knox himself would tell you that Sheldon Evans is as good a leader as we've got on his football team. And, and he's a young guy as well, you know, so – you know, that being said, he just got such great respect of our team. And I wish you all would have had the opportunity to get to hear him get up uh, Saturday at the end of practice and talk to our team as a captain. And he was just tremendous. He's always got a great message. And, you know, that kid is just a tremendous kid that uh, that we love to death. Again, young man gets to be a game captain. And it says a lot about the leadership coming from those young men. Brendan Knox, 
You're going to get leadership from him no matter what. He doesn't have to be a game captain. He already is a captain of this team. And this is a guy, Brendan. Brendan Knox is a guy that he just goes out there and he just does what he needs to do. He's not about grabbing the attention. He probably isn't worried about, okay, why wasn't I a game captain? You know, I'm an MVP. Uh, that stuff already happened. He he was named an MVP. He was named a preseason player of the year offensively. He's got all these things that people are talking about. That's just not him. He's not looking for that attention. He's someone who just goes out there, gets the job done. Doc talked about that. Yeah, I mean, Knox, I mean, there's no doubt about Knox. I mean, I think somebody asked him about what, you know, his, he's not concerned about what happened last year. You know, last year was last year, and he's only concerned moving forward. But, you know, like I said, I like this team a lot because we got a lot of guys like Knox and Sheldon in that offensive line up front and all those guys. And on defense, we got some, some great leadership as well. So, you know, in a time like this, we're going to need that. And uh, starting Saturday, moving forward, that's going to have to continue in order for us to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Now, we all know Brendan Knox has got a big target on his back. He's got the press. He's got the acclaim. He's got the stats. Teams are going to key in on him. They're going to try to stop him. Plus, you've got a new quarterback back there. And so if you're looking to stop the Thundering Herd, what's the first thing you're going to do? Well, you're going to try to take Knox away. He's got a big target on his back. Brendan Knox, he's somebody that seems to be able to handle that pressure. He kind of likes having a target on his back. Doc talked about that when I asked him about it. Well, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he's a competitor that likes to play. And, you know, and, and the great thing is, you know, we've got great confidence in, in Sheldon Evans as well. So, you know, Knox should be a better player this year because early on in the game, we have confidence we can get Sheldon in the game more more so early on. So Knox is as strong as he was a year ago in that second half. He can be even stronger, hopefully. So that being said, you know, there's no doubt Knox is the guy that uh, kind of makes us go back there. But we have great confidence in Sheldon and some other backs as well. So. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to that combination. Speaking of Brendan Knox, what's his thoughts on having that target on his back? Uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, we all kind of know that. Um, it could be, you know, kind of a good thing. I can look at it kind of as a good thing. You know, if they target me, then it opens it up for other people, you know, and vice versa. So it's a good and a bad thing. And finally, from Doc Holliday, EKU – they're going out on their own. They're sort of rogue right now. They don't have conference play. The conference isn't playing. EKU said, we'll just go out and schedule our own games. Uh, we're going to forego the spring ball. Not sure that the spring is actually going to happen. So they're going to play in the fall, and they put together their own schedule. I think that's going to benefit them as a program down the line. But as it stands now, they're sort of the outlier in their conference. They're sort of... They're kind of rogue right now. And Doc Holliday talked about why they are just going out on their own. They're playing in the fall. It's really not guaranteed that there's going to be spring ball. So maybe it's the right thing for EKU to do. Well, I don't think there's any question, you know, from conferences to conferences. I mean, you got some guys not playing, you got some that are. And Eastern Kentucky is, is a little bit unique, along with Austin P and C uh, Central Arkansas, I think, is the other team that's, that's doing the same thing. So, I think those guys are doing what's, uh, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen in spring, guys. I mean, you know, I think let's get as many games as we can get in here in the fall and let's let's go play. And because the spring, there's nothing in the spring guaranteed any, either. So I think they they feel that way. They can 
And then you, once if you did get in the spring, which Eastern Kentucky was going to have to do, then what's that do to your players as far as moving into the following year? So I think it's a great choice by them to to go get eight games. I think it's what they got scheduled. Maybe they'll get a couple more here or there, but then they can get those games in and then get ready for the following year with their players. And they know they've gotten uh, – you probably got a better chance of playing now even than maybe you do in the spring. So that's a decision they made, and that's a good thing on their part. Doc Holliday earlier this afternoon speaking to the media on his Zoom press conference. Brendan Knox, when we continue, we'll get his thoughts on the upcoming week here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to today's edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've been talking about Marshall University and Doc Holliday, his press conference earlier this afternoon. Let's turn our attention now to Brendan Knox. He's going to be one of the key focuses for EKU on Saturday. He's going to be the engine that really gets this thing going for the Thundering Herd. If he's having a good day, Marshall's having a good day. Brendan Knox, he's a pretty calm, cool, collected guy. Pretty even, actually. When you talk to him, he's never overly excited. He's never really down low. He's just pretty straight, pretty even. I'm not saying he doesn't have a personality. What I'm saying is he's just a cool dude in the room here, and... He's actually excited. You can kind of tell when you talk to him. He's actually excited. And Brendan Knox his own way, of course, to play on game day. Uh, very excited. You know, we've been in camp, you know, nearly a month. Um, you know, it feels good to be able to play up against, you know, a different <laughs> team for once um, and on a national schedule. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Get to be on ESPN, get to play. You actually get to play, unlike some other schools. You get to play in front of some fans, unlike some other schools, so a lot to be pretty excited about, right? He's also um, pretty – I would say he understands um, the fact that all of those things I just mentioned, some players don't have the opportunities right now that Marshall has. Some schools don't have the opportunities. Some schools aren't playing. Some are waiting till later. So he feels pretty good about the fact that he actually gets to play. Uh, it sucks seeing a lot of the schools drop like that, but, you know, it makes you feel kind of good knowing that you're one of the select few groups, you know, that still do get to play. Um, so it's a reluctant feeling to say the least. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a pretty good feeling. So he understands. It's pretty good right now to be – at Marshall to play football. Some other schools not getting to play. You don't know what the future may hold. Some conferences electing to try this in spring. That might not happen. So he gets to play, and he understands that. Now, someone asked him, and I thought he did a great job of answering the question. Someone, I'm not naming names, someone asked him, how many carries do you think you'll get on Saturday? He did a great job of answering the question. (laughs) <laughs> uh, however many we need to get the win, um, you know, I'm willing to do whatever for the team, whether it's, you know, 5, 10, 15, or 20, you know. I just, you know, take the play con and just go from there. I thought that was a pretty good answer. 
to that question. Hey, how many times do you think you're going to carry the ball? Uh, however many times the coaches call up. I mean, he, he did a pretty good job. He answered that very diplomatically. And, um, again, we'll point those questions out now and then. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes we make mistakes in the media. Not often. But sometimes we make mistakes and, and ask questions. Um, Brendan... He was pretty pretty straight up on that. Now, Brendan is a guy that I think we all understand the offense is going to go through him. Everything's going to go through him, but at the same time, you get a new quarterback back there in Grant Wells, and Brendan's pretty confident in him, and that's something we are starting to hear a lot more, that players are confident in Grant. They're, they're helping him out. They think he's very talented. They think that he's got a great handle on all this. Brendan knows it's not going to be uh, him with the ball every time. And he does have some faith and he has some confidence in his new quarterback. Uh, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a little odd, you know, um, in terms of the experience. But at the same time, you know, he's taking a lot of the coaching well. And, you know, I'm positive, you know, and I'm, I'm I have a pretty good feeling that he'll apply what he's learned and, you know, just do the best that he can, just, you know, get us a win. Um, and, the experience, it's not there yet, but, you know, he just takes the coaching and, you know, I feel like we're in good hands. So he's confident. Your running back's confident, and he seems confident. I think you're going to be in good shape with Grant Wells. Now, one question that was asked of Brendan, it's a, it's a really good question to ask because he knows defense. He's got to look at the Marshall defense. I'm sure he's sick and tired of looking at the Marshall defense. And he was asked, who stands out on that Marshall defensive unit? You've had to look at them. You've had to go against them. I'm sure you're sick of them. But if you're going to point someone out on that defense, you look back and go, wow, that that that's the guy who stood out to you. Here's what he had to say as far as that defensive unit is concerned for the Thundering Herd. I'd say Derek Pitts. Obviously, Tavante Beckett's a great guy. Uh, Darius Haas, Kobe Cumberland, a lot of those guys. But people like uh, Derek Pitts, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, not Stephon. Uh, <laughs> Gilmore, I don't know that. Uh, Gilmore, you know, he's showing up a little bit more as well. And um, this, uh, yeah, those are pretty the main two guys, Derek Pitts and Gilmore, a lot. That I like to see a lot. So there was um, a follow-up on that. Why Derek Pitts? Why does he stand out to you? Oh, man. Um, you know, he, he's able to cover the field really well. Um, he, he's really showing on film you know, through camp and stuff like that. You know, his ability to cover from sideline to sideline, cover a lot of ground, you know, and that's that's kind of difficult to do at the position that he's at. And I feel like he's kind of excelled at that and, you know, shown that consistently over practice, you know, over camp. Um, and that's one of the main things that I feel like, you know, is, you know, great that he's been able to do. And that's someone that Doc Holliday talked about earlier today in his press conference about Pitts and his ability against EKU. Well, you know, you and like I say, we think they're going to try to run a lot, but uh, you know, they've been—he's been up tempo a lot of places he's been, and uh, so, you know, that being said, you know, Pitts has had an excellent camp. You know, this time last year he was just getting here and feeling his way and that type of thing. But you know what? He's now he's been with us throughout a whole winter, been with us for preseason and all that, and he's playing his best football right now and. You know, we like Brad likes what they've seen, what we've seen out of our defense. So we think we're pretty deep at that safety position, and there's no doubt that if you're going to line up and, and run the football, and he's been a power team at times at places he's been. So we may see some two back power football, which we 
Haven't seen a whole lot in practice, but you're going to have to get the safeties involved in some run support fits uh, in order to get those things stopped. So we'll be prepared for that. You know, Pitts has the ability to do that along with some of their other safeties. Doc, can you talk about, a little bit about the process with, with Grant Wells? Doc Holliday talking about Derek Pitts and uh, what he brings. He's pretty high on that young man. Now, Another person that Brendan Knox was pretty impressed with is Brock Thompson. And Brendan talked about why he stood out to him on the offensive side of the ball. Brock Thompson. Him fine-tuning his route running. Um, he's made, you know, some, some some beautiful routes. You know, look very effortless. You know, catches coming out of the catches look, you know, very effortless as well. Um, he's just, he just seems like a whole new animal, you know, something that you didn't really see last year. But, uh, yeah, it definitely be a force to be working with this year, for sure. Brendan Knox getting set for game day here on Saturday, taking on EKU. We'll have the game for you coming up. 1 o'clock is going to be kickoff right here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, also on 93.7 The Dog. Before we wrap this one up, uh, one of the questions that was asked of Brendan which is how it's going to feel. What's it going to be like going out there? You're going to have some fans in the stands, and he talked about that. Yeah, uh, something's better than none. Uh, I mean, to look at the bright side, something's better than none. Um, that's the best way I can put it. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the fans that we you know, will have in attendance, better than none at all. And that was a question I wanted to ask of Doc Holliday. Just how important was it to have fans in the stands? Well, I, you know, I don't think there's any question that uh, – you know, our kids love playing in front of the fans. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there that want to get back to a little bit of normalcy and just get people in the stand and just actually have somewhere to go and go to a football game. You know, it's kind of going to be a, a unique thing to have the opportunity to to go to a game and, you know, on a national uh, national stage and national TV and have the opportunity to do that. So I'm sure our fans are excited, you know, they have the opportunity to, to show up as well. So I know our fans are excited. I know our players are excited. And, uh, you know, in our case, you know, Saturday can't get here quite quick enough. But uh, we got a lot of work to do between now and then. Today is Tuesday. we got a few more days until Saturday. And we'll be talking about it all this week here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. And as a reminder, once again, the game coming up, 1 o'clock is going to be kickoff time. It's set for Saturday. The broadcast right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also on 93.7 The Dog. And before the game, join me. We are on the air three hours before kickoff. And then we are on the air after the game broadcast for the wrap-up. It's all right here. Don't change the dial. Just keep your radio right here for the latest for the Thundering Herd. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank Doc Holliday today. We appreciate him speaking to us. Also, want to thank... Brendan Knox, great opportunity to talk to him and uh, looking forward to seeing how he performed on Saturday. And, of course, also special thanks to everyone at Marshall for helping us out today. And today's news, Joe Mixon agrees to a four-year contract extension with the Cincinnati Bengals. We've got NHL Stanley Cup action coming up tonight, the Islanders and the Flyers. Islanders lead that series three games to one. And the Canucks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas leads that series three games to one. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.